back in the early days of the internet. Welcome to episode 63 of RSVP, the podcast about stationery and so much more. I'm your host, Les, and my co-host is Lenore. Today, we're catching up, but first, let's talk about what we're drinking. Lenore, what are you drinking and consuming these days? It's been a while. It has been a while. Oh, my gosh. Hmm? I said I'm not bitter, though. Oh, I'm so glad. I, I appreciate the uh, I appreciate the acknowledgement <laughs> that life happens. Life has gotten. Yeah. Well, well I, I mean, just missed you. You know, I missed y'all. I missed y'all so much. The um, you know, it, it's like the bathtub thing, right? If the bathtub is not full, then you can put a little bit more in it and nothing goes on the floor. But my bathtub was just full the last few months and I just could not put one more thing. It, everything was going on the floor. So mm. it was a mess for a little while. But um, so I'm sitting here and I'm drinking some uh, good earth, sweet and spicy tea out of my on the media mug, mm. which makes me happy. Um, this was the tea that was in the CW pencil box um, at last year sometime. And I, I liked it so much. She just had one tea bag in there and it was so good. I I got on Amazon and ordered some and it's, it's just delicious. I love it. Um, and I'm snacking on some Cheez-Its cause I didn't eat lunch before we got started. Um, I have been, I've been consuming, um, Downton Abbey, which I know I'm like a decade late to, I never got on it when it was first, when everybody was watching it in real time. Mm. Cause I had a small child and no time to watch TV. <laughs> I, I can't get into like period style dramas. Well, yeah, I mean, and it's definitely, yeah, I can. It's one of the things that I do enjoy uh, sometimes, but this one definitely, <laughs> I, I really do enjoy. But it's kind of funny because um, Spawn will come sit down next to me on the sofa and pick up an earbud and start watching with me, and sh- and I'll be like, yeah, so um, okay, so that's actually her baby, but nobody knows about it, and so you know. <laughs> Like I'm trying to describe to her sort of what's going on. And it reminds me of every time uh, in a TV show where somebody would get hooked on a soap opera. Like there's always the arc where, right, one person's watching the soap opera and somebody else is making fun of it. Like, why are you watching that trash? And then they get hooked in and that, you know, you have to like explain all the stuff that's happening. So it does totally sound like a soap opera when you're explaining there goes a plane like I predicted. It's the first Mm -hmm. one I've heard. So it does totally sound like a soap opera um, when you're just giving the highlights, but of course it unfolds over time, right? Right. Um, so, but no, that's it's been a lot of fun. But you know, as I often do when I'm binging on a show, I just I feel bitter when I have to do anything else, you know, like go to work or shower or you know <laughs> spend time with my family. I'm just like, oh, you know, I'm like I want to watch my show. So um, that's been fun. And then I got hooked on the Every Little Thing podcast. Have you listened to this one? I have not. So it's it's a lot of fun. It's really cool. So I got onto it because a friend of mine, I was someone else who really liked um, 99% Invisible, which is one of my very favorites. Uh, she was like, yeah, I just started getting bored with 99PI because they don't have anything new. So I've been listening to this Every Little Thing. Have you heard this one? And it's really fun. And like 99PI, they kind of take one thing and investigate its roots 
Ooh. So it is, it is really good. It's a lot of fun. It's, um, it's well produced. It's, uh, you know, it's very millennial, (laughs) but it's, it's really good. So, um, I've been doing that. I'm behind on a lot of the podcast stuff because I haven't been spending as much time, um, driving or closed up in my office or anything like that. And so I'm behind on everything, including, including ours, actually. Yeah. Um, I'm three episodes behind on RSVP, which makes me feel bad. <laughs> but here I am. You'll get caught up. You'll get caught up. <laughs> yeah. So if we talk about something, you guys are already like, you know, that you and Dade were like, yeah, we covered that. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, 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 I really am interested. I just haven't gotten back to that yet. What about you? What are you, uh, what are you consuming? So I just finished an Americano. Christy hasn't been spending as much time in her office and she had all of this coffee squirreled away. Um, and one of the bags of coffee was from George Howell and it's from Rwanda and it made the most lovely, sweet caramel like espresso. And I, if I, if I didn't have to go to work tomorrow, I would be making another one of them and just sipping on it. As an espresso, it's so good. So, oh, so good. yeah. Stupid work. I know. Damn the jobs that, you know, keep me in a house and home and, you know. Provide eating, fulfillment providing. in our lives. And, yeah. <laughs> I joke. I love my job. I do love my job. It's it's a really good job. I work in a really I do great too. place. It's yeah. four miles from my house. So it makes a huge difference in my life. Oh, I'm yeah. Close to home and able to, you know to all of this stuff but yeah no i feel you i feel you it's like i i love my job there's just not enough hours to do everything i want to do absolutely there's i have so many things i want to do i like i made a laundry list of all of the stuff that i wanted to do this weekend because so i was away last weekend i was up in maine and uh while i was up there i pilfered tree uh apples from my father's tree i also um i i I realize now I could have taken all of the plums. I could have stripped the tree bare and he would have been fine with that. Um, but I, I, I didn't, I felt bad. Like I was, you know, picking all of these plums and then I talked to him and he's like, Oh yeah, you know, they're going to go bad. You should have picked them all. Damn it, dad. Um, but anyway, so I picked some plums up there. I got some daikon. I got all this like really great, f- uh, produce because, you know, he's retired so he can have, you know, four acres of garden. That's all traditionally done. He also has the four acres to do it. Um, yeah, which makes a difference. Oh, it makes a huge difference. Um, I could not do nearly as much as what he does in the amount of space that I have. I mean, I've got a push. I think I have a tenth of an acre here in the city, which I mean, even with that, I'm able to really pack in a lot of stuff. But um, so I brought... I brought the apples home with the intent of making apple butter, which I got finally got started last night. Um, and it's cooked down by half. So when I make apple butter, I do one crock pot full and I let that cook down by half. And then I refill the crock pot and let that cook down again. Um, so and, you've got some stuff in there that has been reduced twice and is getting right. really a lot of caramelization. Super caramelized, super excellent super tasty it just really intensifies the apple flavor um and then i don't add any sugar until i put that second batch of apples in because what i do is i either can or i put into a freezer bag two cups of that 
And at some point this winter, I'll take those two cups of frozen apple butter and I'll put it over a roast also in the slow cooker. Oh, wow. Do you, do y'all have a juicer? We do. We do. Does it work on apples? Can you just like chuck uh, apples in there and make cider? No, it's a uh, apple. Yes, but no. Um, it's really, how do I explain this? A juicer does not work particularly well for apples because of how they give up their juice. It just, it kind of, it's really messy. The peel, you'd have to kind of peel it. Um, the peels would interfere with the, how, the way the machine processes. If we had one of the really expensive styles of juicers, it would work a lot better, but that has like the, um, sort of like a meat grinder core. Right. Grind macerates. and press. Yeah. yeah. It macerates rather than, um, centrifugal, it uses centrifugal force. Oh, okay. Yeah. Force style. Um, but my father, like he called me on my birthday and he was all like, well, we're going to press some cider this weekend. Too bad. You're not here. We'll be pressing cider next weekend. You could always come up. It's like, it's a five to six hour drive, but very tempting at the same time. Um, so anyway, I think um, you should do it five or six hours. Come on. Well, he also, um, I don't know if I talked about this. He won. So in Maine, and this is for all of our vegetarian and anti hunting, uh, listeners, just skip ahead about five minutes. Um, so in Maine every year they have a lottery to go on a moose hunt. And part of it is, you know, the population of the moose and, um, so they select a certain number of hunters to go on the moose hunt and he won this year. And so he and his buddy went up and they got a moose, um, and they did a small, they got a small bull moose. Um, but part of that is that he needs to now store the moose. Um, so he has half a moose that he needs to store. And he, part of the reason he wants me to come up is because he wants me to bring a cooler and fill it full of deer meat that he got last year. Um, <laughs> And we don't particularly like deer, uh, venison, mm-hmm. um, but I will eat it if I cook it in Indian food or anything with an intensely flavored sauce. Right. Um, or anything, anything that you can cook with lamb in it or, um, any sort of intensely flavored game you can put venison in. I'm just not, I'm not a huge venison fan, but, um, anyhow. Um, that's one of the reasons he wants me to come up is because of that. Um, right. so anyway, uh, what I would really like to do is get apple cider to ferment and make some hard cider because right. part of what's really cool about my family's farm is that there were always lots of apple trees, but, um, my father's, um, one of his hobbies is grafting. So he's grafted all kinds of different apples onto his trees and they make really interesting apple cider and really interesting apple cider for fermenting. Um, so I'd really like to get my hands on some cider, but, um, anyway, I, I digress. Um, I have been fermenting as you know, from my Instagram, um, I'm, I, have been looking for hot peppers. I've talked about this on the podcast and I, so anyone who doesn't want to listen to me, uh, bloviate about fermentation, skip ahead five minutes. <laughs> um, I finally found a guy who grows super hot peppers and just hot peppers in general. Um, and he's selling them via Facebook marketplace. And finally he like made an offer for like, you can get 10, 10 peppers, 
10 super huts for five bucks. And I was like, that's an, that, that's not a bad deal because you can't really find super huts in the grocery store or even at the farmer's market. No one sells them. So I messaged him and he's like, Oh yeah. So, you know, I'll put together a, a, a package for you. I was told him what I was doing. I'm going to make hot sauce with it and blah, blah, blah. So I went over and met the guy, which like everyone I have told people about this. They're like, went over to a strange man's house to buy hot peppers. I was like, people knew where I was going to be. <laughs> I mean, as one does, I right? Mean, like, you know, like how bad? I just, I like, if you're going to try to lure people in to murder them and bury them in your basement, are you going to be doing it with hot peppers? I, I don't think so. That, that's, that was my thought so. process. No. But he also gave me his phone number and we talked beforehand. So I felt a it little more comfortable. It wouldn't have occurred to me to be worried. Yeah, I, you know what, I, I wasn't, and, you know, I was telling one of my coworkers, they're like, really? I was like, I, I'm not, I'm not frightened of this guy. So anyway, I went over, and he had the most beautiful patio, and it was filled with these pots of plants, and it was all peppers. And I was looking around, I was like, this is some of the most dangerous peppers on the planet, he had like Carolina Reapers, Trinidad. So maybe he is Marugas. a psychopath. He's definitely not an, he's an odd duck, but very nice man. Um, but also just like beautiful gardening skills. It was absolutely gorgeous. Like the way it was set up, it was beautiful. Um, but also super dangerous. Like if anyone ever broke into his house, all you'd have to do is like pick a pepper and rub it on their face and it'd be like macing them. Um, but <laughs> so anyway, so we put and for five dollars. He gave me he he sold me. He didn't give me. He sold me fifteen super hot peppers, um, a couple of Carolina Reapers, a couple of uh, Trinidad Scorpions, some ghost pepper hybrids that are like really gorgeous, purple and yellow. Um, some hybrid Thai peppers, just like really gorgeous, really beautiful peppers. I wish I'd taken a moment to draw them. Um, or do a little paintings, but I didn't have time because I made, I make choices about what I do with my time. Um, so I, I put together a couple of hot sauces last night. I'm going to do another hot sauce today. That's just, you know, another thing on my list of crap to do. And he, um, like, so I made, I'm calling it my basic Halloween pumpkin spice hot sauce with ghost peppers in it. And it's, it's, so it's like a half gallon of hot sauce with four ghost peppers in it and it's really hot but not bad um i was kind of surprised at how how uh it mellowed out and then it's fermenting so that's going to be a little mellower and then i made a thai habanero hot sauce with a base of red bell pepper and that thing's going to melt my face off when it's done so i'm kind of excited (laughs) about that and then I've still got the reapers and the scorpions to deal with and the marugas to deal with because I'm going to do, I, I don't, I, I like the alliteration aspect. It's going to be a raspberry reaper sauce. Nice. Um, so I'm, I'm, I've got some more plans for things I need to do this weekend. I think I'm going to do, um, blueberry scorpion as well. Um, but I've got space to do all of these ferments and Christy's pretty, pretty okay with it. She wishes I would put my, glassware away a little more often but um yeah really well puts... we have that dynamic in our household as well uh, i i what i need to do is i need to go to the liquor store and pick up some boxes some sturdy beer boxes and actually put 
the canning jars into the basement. Um, cause I have a tote that has a lot of my glassware in it, but there's not enough room in the tote for all, like, I've got a lot of glassware, I realize. Like, I'm, I'm, people give it away and I can't say no. Right. But it takes a lot all at once. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like the normal dishes or leftover containers in your house where you don't need enough for a year's supply of stuff at one time. Right. <laughs> you know? yeah. Like you're constantly turning them over. And but canning jars, like you have to have a very large number of canning jars for it to be. You do. If you're going to can stuff. And then, then if you like, if you run out in the middle of a canning batch, what are you going to do? Run, run to stop and shop and buy another case. This would that they're up being super, super expensive at stop and shop. Yeah. If you're not, if you're not, they're very overpriced anyway. And then if you just watch Facebook marketplace or the recycling groups or the uh, Craigslist list free, people give them away all the time. So I just watch that and I just, I hoard them. I'm maybe I'm, and, and maybe I am hoarding my glassware a little bit, but you just, when you need it, you need it. And if you don't have it, it's a pain in the butt to like go and buy. And it's expensive, particularly if you're not quite at the right sale season for it yet. So yeah. I'd rather hoard it and deal with the consequences. So absolutely. No, I'm on your side on this one. Oh, good, good, good. I'm glad you, I'm glad you, I'm glad you're seeing it my way. I'll, um, I'll sit somebody down and talk to him. <laughs> um, so anyway, I digress on fermentation because I could, I could literally talk for an entire podcast about fermentation if I had. I mean, else. we keep asking you to. Well, we keep, we keep talking about it. So and, and, <laughs> I mean, and I, you could do a, a podcast series on fermentation. And I people really would could. Do it. I did, mm-hmm. I did finally start a new blog that is about cooking and my fermentation efforts. So it's called fermentstuff.com. So if anyone wants to. And you're going to throw a link up for us, right? Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll put a okay, link up. Good. Thank you. Um, so the other thing that I am consuming, or actually I finished consuming, and thanks, Johnny, I just wasted so many hours of time. Um, I binge-watched Carnival Row over the last couple of weekends. Yeah, I haven't started that one yet. Man. Um, there were a couple of twists that I saw coming a mile away, and uh, but it was good. It was really good. I really enjoyed it. I didn't think I would like Orlando Bloom or... Um, God, Kara Savag, is it? No. I don't remember what her name is, but the, the actress who plays Vignette, I didn't think I was going to like them. I ended up liking them a lot. I liked the story. It was a lot of fun. Um, and so thanks. It's very gory though. Holy crap. There's a lot of like goriness. It is not safe for children. There's a lot of sex too. So not, not safe for kids. Yeah. Um, it looked like that. And that's part of why I haven't started watching it yet because. Spawn always wants to jump in and watch over my shoulder on stuff, and I can't. Oh, yeah, you're do gonna that. have to make sure. Uh, you see a whole lot of whole lot of um, both the men and the women, but a surprising large, surprisingly large amount of the men. Um, <laughs> uh, that gets blurred. That that part get <laughs> that particular part um, does get blurred out on, but a lot of behind. Oh yeah. See, no, I don't even. I'm not even bothered in the slightest by nudity and it it doesn't bother me for her to see nudity it's just like actual sex scenes she does not need in her head at the age of 10 so well it's you see the behind in actual sex yeah no that is what that is what i don't want to put into her eyeball yeah so it's cara delavigne or Uh, delvigne yeah oh she pronounces everything okay delvigne okay 
Um, would not have gone that direction with it, but okay. Um, so anyway, so it's, it's, it was really good. I really enjoyed it. Um, yeah. So anyway, you can find the podcast at rsvpstationarypodcast.com and at Spectrum Chat. You can find me at comfortableshoesstudio.com, fermentstuff.com, Facebook at Comfortable Shoes Studio, Instagram, um, Instagram, Twitter, other places at original LC Harper. You know, find Dade at weeklypencil.com, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at the Weekly Pencil. Lenore, where can folks find you? So, uh, the easiest place to find me is on Facebook because I guess I'm old now. <laughs> and, but I'm also on Twitter at Lenore underscore Hoyt. I'm on Instagram at Hoyt Lenore, all one word. Because I didn't have any kind of uniformity when these things came along and I set them up and now I'm just stuck with it. You guys, I really, I really just have so much respect for you and Dade having uniformity across your social media platforms. Dade was much better about it than I was. Well, yes, he clearly was very intentional, um, you know, in, in doing all of this Mm. in a much more systematic way, but, uh, yeah. I wasn't it's just whatever, wherever I was when whatever came across. So that's where I am. All right. Thank you so much. It has, as always, been great chatting with you. I Thank was, you. I, I hope we time. can all three get together at some point. Absolutely. The stars will align. <laughs> and the cats will be herded. <laughs> yes. I guess the stars move in more predictable ways than the cats do. They do, indeed. Yeah. Thank you so much. All right, thank you. Bye. Bye.